little girls. This seems to say. But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes, before he could find the right words. What made you think I'm crazy? Okay, then. Okay, then. Okay, then. Whatever are you doing? Hello, and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And today we're going to talk about the film festival and Belfast. So we're going to start off by talking about the film festival itself. Just a quick rundown of what we saw. We saw Belfast in the middle of it. We had free time. So we decided what we do in the middle of a film festival with a free hour or two. Go and see a film. Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> well, what is your overall take on the festival marina this year? Um, I really enjoyed it, I have to say, um, even though I didn't see as many films that I would like to because um, life got a bit in the way. You know, it's very hard to see. Yes, your life got in the way. 12 days straight of, of films <laughs> every single hour. Um, so I think I think I got to about 15 films or so, but that was mine. That. I got 31, so I don't think it was... Well, twice. you went. There were days where you went more than. Well, I used. I did full days. Yeah. Most days. Where I you think I only had two. two full days, basically. Mm. Um, I have to. I have to count it up anyway. Um, but I did really enjoy it. I think there were uh, um, a lot of films I liked more than I didn't like. If you get me, the ratios yeah. to which is always yeah. a good bet on it. That's the way I've always exactly. looked back on it that way. Um, but still, I still feel that the twenty twenty one was the best one because it was my first. Probably oh, absolutely! Season. Yeah, well, it's the first. Yeah, the first time yeah. you were going on a season yeah. ticket. But I think as well, like you said, it there. You had a lot of other things to do this time around. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. you were most of the days you were just going in the afternoon. Yeah. And the best ones are in the evening. True. So, yeah. Well, yeah. There was a very. There was a few very late ones, and you see, I live in Kildare, so oh, well, to I, get I the bloody hell, bus so back. I yeah. the but I mean, like I was just looking at some of the highlights that I had. You missed out on like one second. Yeah, Delicious. which was the one that I chose. Do you remember? You were yeah. going to see something else, I and, say, I said, and then you no, picked that out. Yeah. I remember seeing it the end of it. Well, thank you, Marina, who's not here. Yeah. Um, but you also missed out on, um, where was it? Well, I know it, um, Benedetta. And I would love to have yeah. seen that with you. Yeah. Like, that was the one that I was looking forward to yeah. all along beforehand, mainly because I love the star. But it was a Paul Verhoeven film, and he was going to be extreme. It's lesbian nuns, it's bound to be extreme. Yeah. And it would be I so mean, funny to see lesbian nuns is how you sell it, basically. Yeah, well, that's I how mean, they're selling yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I was promoting it. Yeah. So, and it's a true story. No way. Oh, well, yes, but it's embellished, isn't it? Oh, hugely. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, it's basically in the 17th century, this nun, Benedetta, um, claimed to be directly married to Christ. Like, they're all, nuns are brides of Christ, but she said mm-hmm. that Christ had selected her as a bride, and therefore... Because she could do all these miracles, as they taught, she rose to be the head of the order. And meanwhile, was having an affair with one of the nuns. Now, that was a minor part of the real story. The real story was all about these visions she was supposed to have. Whereas in the film, <laughs> the visions were the minor story. And the real story was all about the rampant sex she was having with a younger nun. I can't believe I missed Great that. Great fun. Oh, oh, it would have been hilarious to see it with you. Because yeah. it was a packed house. Oh, I can and imagine. Yeah. Everyone was exploding with laughter at the extreme yeah. extremities of it all. Yeah, I can imagine. So that was that was a I highlight know. for me. 
Well, so th- they would be your two best kind of... Not too bad. Yeah, okay, yeah, highlights. You did say highlights. Well, to me, mm. you just... You oh, know. I know what I'm in agreement with you. No, I know no. what your highlight's going to be. Yeah, go on. Um, Cop Secret. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. It's my highlight too. Uh, yeah, Cop Secret. And me. again, that was when you picked but, that I wasn't going to go for. And I knew. I knew, at, like, because when I was looking at... when we uh, Myself and Mick always sit down before the festival and go through everything we want to see and we choose together films. Um, that we want to see, uh, given the brochure and the list this year, there wasn't a brochure, it was an online schedule uh, thing. And I remember seeing Cop, Cop Secret. And the name itself was just like... It has to be a It joke. has to be so, some sort of joke. So um, I, I clicked on it. I was like, I have to... And, and I tried to see, every year I try to see as many different uh, films from different countries as I can. So not, not going always to, like say, French films or you know try to mix it up. And because this is an Icelandic film, I said I've never seen an Icelandic film. So let me see what this is about, just to get an idea, to see if it's worth skipping another film for. And once I saw, uh, what was it, Secret Service satire or whatever, or cop system satire, I was like, okay, we'll go for that. And it was just absolutely (laughs) brilliant. I think it was, I knew it was going to be funny, but it exceeded any expectations. It was just... It was hilarious. Oh, was it like, I mean, at one point, I when there was a, a lull in it, well, a lull in that there was just a car chase yeah. and there were nothing to, to laugh at, I was busy laughing at something that happened 20 minutes earlier because I hadn't laughed yeah. enough at it. It yeah. just came back to me. Said, Remember that bit yeah. when the radio DJ says, why aren't people robbing more banks? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it was hysterically funny. Yeah. And we were there with our friends Ian and Shirley and they were, like the four of us were in a row just banging roaring, into each yeah. other roaring laughing and what struck me about it was it was like this year's Deerskin because Deerskin was the film we saw in the last film festival like, well, 2021 2020. And, or 2020 yeah. and that was an unexpected delight yeah and that was the case with this one so I just thought this was going to be an amusing thriller but I actually thought it was a thriller film and it is made like that but it's so over the top yeah it's so wild and so <laughs> I'm, I'm remembering loads of bits now and I'm just like I want to watch that film again oh it's, <laughs> it's just so it's one of the funniest films I've ever seen yeah. uh, but at the same time it's not ludicrous like it's all plausible enough well it's yeah. it's it's the kind of stuff that it, it takes it actually takes the piss out of cop films not even mm-hmm. the actual police system it's about films about that like the mark Wahlberg sort of films yeah of things like that because it, it it brings up questions that you would be asking if you were there like the guy that says um this is, i don't really know what we're doing yet this is quite unorganized <laughs> do we have a spreadsheet or something yeah because i still don't know what we're doing um so it, it's it takes the piss like that like it, it takes the piss of i think cop films oh it does but not in like it's not to the extreme of something like airplane yeah, them, which yeah, is just yeah. way over the top yeah. like this is still a plausible comedy in yeah, itself yeah. like it has a logical story it has a real story <laughs> to it but it's just all the as you said exactly that all the questions you would ask in normal cop films are in there and yeah. um i would say a lot of what they're mainly slagging off is lethal weapon films 
There's yes, loads yeah, of yeah, blatant yeah. references yeah. to Lethal Weapon. And the ups and downs of being a cop and, you know, the, oh, yeah. the dark rooms and the, the long The constant sighs, drinking yeah, and so on. Drinking. Oh, yeah, and the music. Yeah. <laughs> the music was perfect because you just have these, him driving around frustrated at in night. the dark at night with <laughs> the guitar playing so on. And the neon lights yeah. flashing by. This is the, the typical. Soulful look in the, in the windscreen yeah. or in the rearview mirror. Because oh. he's that... He's coming to an age now as a cop and, you know, he thinks he's not able for it anymore, but he's still, you know, it's just <laughs> and such it, a good it's, There's modern techniques that aren't for him. He's yeah. a maverick. And all that. <laughs> oh, it was outstanding. Yeah, really, really so. good. But also, um, just to mention um, the Sarah Mulder films oh, that yeah. we did watch, which also, we saw San Bazanga, which was a great film. And it's nice having at least one film in my language. <laughs> Oh, was that that was in Portuguese, was it? Yes. Do I remember that I was saying to you that you oh, mean the, the that translation? One. Oh yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. So that was the Sam Bazanga one. The other one that we saw that was a short uh, actually surprised us a lot. I can't remember the name, Michael. Um, I had it written because I looked it up and like, it's Mrs. Something's cookbook. Yeah. Or whatever. And that one was a lovely. Well, that, that wasn't a short. That was an hour long. Yeah, but like it was a TV movie. Yeah, sort of. it's considered a short. Oh yeah. Though, yeah. So um, that was a lovely surprise as well. It was very funny. Too. It was very funny. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And I just wanted to mention because that actually, I don't think it got the hype it should have gotten. No. Especially in the times we are in now. I, f- I felt like that, you know, especially with um, Anushka being there. Yeah, that's her daughter. Her do- uh, yeah, Sarah's daughter. Um, I thought she deserved a bit more of an audience for those was films. It, I can't remember, was there, was it a small audience for the first one as well? Yeah, it was, a, I'd say it was about 20 people there. Right. Well, you see, it, I'd say when the problem was, as you said, it wasn't highlighted enough mm. and it was early afternoon and I think it should have been a smaller cinema as well. Yeah. I it, think it was just too like, big, yeah, too much for Screen 2 would have been perfect. Yeah. Or Screen 3 maybe. Mm. Um, I think would have been good for it. Um, and also Escape from Mogadishu. Oh, that was that was a lovely surprise as well. Yeah. No, I have to say I am in love with South Korean cinema. (laughs) South Korean cinema is actually just South Korean media production storytelling, I think, is just elite at this point. They are just absolutely amazing in everything they do. And I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, it was it was epic. Yeah, it was a real like I had a true story. Yeah. And it's a true story. Yeah. And I had compared it to something else. That I was like, this is what that film should have been. And I can't remember now. <laughs> this goes to show how forgettable the other film is. <laughs> well, what this film was about was basically South Korean and North Korean embassies being caught up in a civil war. So the Somali. Well, yeah, it was yeah. a Somali coup. Or was it a civil war? Or well, yeah, ish. It yeah, it was a rebels. Re- yeah, rebels, basically. Overtaking um, the country. And they're looking for, they have to work together to get to safety. Yeah. And it was just, it started off comic drama mm. because of the battle between the two trying to get up in with the government and then the fact that they're totally opposed to each other and then the whole drama drama of them having to work together yeah. the and tension how things can turn so quickly oh yeah like, if you think about it now it, it was like yeah. when you're watching you're just thinking yeah this is getting like at one point oh there's a skirmish there oh no it's a full-blown battle oh my god it's a war yeah it was just so rapid and yeah exactly it's topical yeah exactly um so that one and also one that i won't forget that got us a bit emotional, which was Vortex. Oh yeah. Which um it's a it's a 
honourable mention because they played it very well that I got to a point where I even said to you I think I think that was a true you thought it was a documentary I think I thought it was a documentary they played it so well and it's about this couple who um, they're old now they're in their 80s yeah and um, the woman has dementia and the dad is just older and has lost a bit of patience with her and the son is just, and they, they don't really have money any of them even though they had a life of like well, film about, yeah, and culture and yeah. you know and they're the academics business. yeah and um, and the son is now having to come up and try to help them and the son is a drug addict a recovering drug addict and all this and it really got us emotional didn't it oh god yeah, yeah like it, it was, was because it, it's unrelenting yeah there's no happy no. outcomes or anything like this it's full and it does feel like a documentary because yeah. it's there's no normal cuts or not dramatic it's just long scenes of yeah. people talking i think so well not just people talking of her walking around the house and you're following yeah. her and it, it feels like a documentary but they they were brilliant the actors were absolutely like phenomenal in it so i just wanted to mention that um, so well, yeah. the, well, the other emotional thing was right at the start because our very first film, um, yeah. which we watched the day Russia marched into Ukraine, yeah. and we were just sitting there to watch the first film, which we had only booked because it was the first one on. We didn't know anything yeah. at all about it, and the first thing we saw on the credits was from the National Film Industry of Ukraine. Yeah, it's a Ukrainian film, and we got to, like what a coincidence. Yeah, and the film turned out to be about the two hundred two thousand and fourteen war. Yeah, so it was like foretelling what was about to happen exactly yeah and it was it was a shock because oh, we were like i can't we can't believe that this is actually happening and it, it made us even more angrier oh well, yeah because of the way things happened in that film as well and you're just like oh this is all about to happen again and worse and worse yeah so um, yeah and the thing, the thing that struck me about film, if um current events weren't going on at the time we would have just said oh well that was a pretty dramatic film and just put it aside but it was on my mind the whole time mm -hmm. and particularly watching the news that was going on out there it was a very dramatic yeah. thing to have so so yeah that was the film festival this year and well, we m must mention well you're the host go on then. go on you're go what, what are you, what are you well, gonna say i was gonna I want say to the surprise film. yeah yeah we have to say that. every every year we go to the surprise film and every year we get to guess, fill out a form, and yep. every year we get it wrong. Yeah, every year. And this year, <laughs> we were joined, as ever, by, our, as mentioned earlier, our friends Ian and Shirley, who've been going to the festival, certainly to the surprise film, since the 1990s. And Before I was born. Absolutely. The year you were born, we were at the festival, probably, at the surprise well, film. Well, yes. Well, obviously, logically, it would yes, follow. Exactly. But... <laughs> And we've, we were even talking about it beforehand. In fact, myself and Ian went to see one year when the surprise film was The Usual Suspects. And we came out afterwards and said, well, that's a rubbish film that'll never do any business. So not very good at predicting things. But when we were coming to guess the film this year, Ian beforehand was discussing his suggestion with us. And then we got separated going in. And first, what, how did he describe it to you? Well, he said to me, well, he said he had three options, I think. And... Mm -hmm. He said the one that he put down was the new Mark Rylance film. Yeah. And then when we went into the cinema and sat down, now I had put in Bullet Train um, and you tried... Um, well, one of them was Living. Living was one I put down, okay. I think. So the, we sat down to watch the film, right? Of course, we got the, the trailer for the Jordan Peele movie. 
which mm-hmm. already got us excited because one of the years was Get Out. And that was, I think that, that was the 2021, I think, wasn't it? No, 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 no that, that was, was 2019, I think. But it was I one of the years that... But whenever it, it came just, out. Yeah, yeah, it was just absolutely brilliant. Um, and then we sat down, calm, cool and collected. And then suddenly Mark Rylance appears. I was like, oh my God, you ain't got it. <laughs> Yeah, and I was dying to look and we at were, him. And, this, and ironically, we weren't sitting with them at that time because when we arrived in, there was very few seats. So we had to spread out. And normally, yeah. I'm always sitting with Ian Shirley. So the very fact of it would have been great to be sitting beside him and see him go, yeah. oh my God. Because I had actually, one of my predictions beforehand, long before, was that it was a Mark Rylance film, but not that mm. one. Yeah, no, and he said particularly this one because he yeah. was saying about the outfit. Uh, which is no, the film. Yeah, which is the film. And I didn't pick up. But as soon as I saw Mark Rylance, I was like, no. And he was complaining about how every year, that there was even one year he thought about the film, but didn't write it down. And then it was the film. And then he was <laughs> complaining about this, that he never got it. And then this year, oh yeah, he finally got it. I was delighted for him. It was like I was, I had guessed. I was like, oh my God, he even got it. Um, <laughs> and then we, we, sat, we were out first and we were standing outside. And when you come out and suddenly you cast your vote, what do you think is a good film or a bad film? So we're standing outside waiting for Ian and Shirley to come out. And there's Ian coming out. And he just comes out and goes, after 30 years. <laughs> so congratulations to Ian. Yes. On Ian. his getting a season ticket for next year's film festival. Yes. Well done, Ian. <laughs> and just to say the outfit is a very good film. Oh, yeah. I really, I really enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. Yeah. And Mark Rylance is absolutely... I mean, he's yeah, absolutely as you yeah, expect him to be. Brilliant. Exactly. He always yeah. is. I mean, he's just, he's a dote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the sort of review he likes to get. I'm sure you'll appreciate it. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> I just, was there anything else I wanted to highlight from us? Um, oh, yeah. Don't watch The Island. <laughs> oh, God. And in fact, I'm going to be more like this is the, when we because we have a season ticket with a joint season ticket. The way, as Marie said earlier on, the way we work it is we just sit down, we both pick our films and then we see if they tally. And usually they do. But a lot of them we just pick because they fill a slot. There's nothing else on at the time. And yeah. the island was one of them. Now, I had even forgotten it was fucking animation. I forgot it, too. I just thought the island I actually, for some reason, had it in my head the picture that they had used for um, Marina. Okay. That was what I thought the island was because you know the the way they had the, the boat and whatever. So I just didn't even cop it was an animation. And then we went in and it was some sort of avant-garde animation <laughs> that I found out halfway through that had biblical references and it was in some way musical but not. <laughs> <laughs> and it was God awful. Oh, well, I mean, you you realised halfway through it was biblical. I didn't realise at all. Like, it still didn't spot <laughs> No, and Mick turned to me at one point and was like, this is the kind of film you can nap to. Why yeah. don't you nap? And I was like, good idea. I will nap to this. But then I couldn't because I, I figured out it was biblical. And I was like, I'm trying to figure out all the references now. Well, apart from the yes, I don't Bible. think you could because it was so garish. Oh, well, like, I could. Was really, all right, but more power to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I even described it to you afterwards what bits were very biblical it's no no not but i'm saying that you could you could it's not the film you could nap to oh, oh, oh yeah like, you couldn't because it it's actually, so noisy nightmarish as well yeah <laughs> a nightmarish had to sit through because i was always kind of there's nowhere to go i have to sit here and wait for this so it was exactly like she described it um an avant-garde 90 minute cartoon yeah like 20 minutes in the middle of a shorts program would be okay because you just say yeah something better will come on later but knowing after about 10 minutes, there's You're 80 more minutes the of this shite. Just, I'm sure it's a very good film in its own respect, but it's not my cup of tea. No, no, <laughs> but I, to be honest, even watching 
everyone in that cinema. I knew everyone there just didn't like that film, but no one wanted to get up and leave. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So just don't don't watch that. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think. Uh, I just don't think was there anything to buckle. <laughs> yeah, that was great fun too. <laughs> buckle. Well, um, aha, the movie was fun too. Yes. That was a so, great movie. It was, you see, that was a great festival movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and it was also at the end of the night. Like, it was after what did we see just before that? That was after Cop Secret. So that was a great. That was night. a great day. Yeah. For, for well, did we watch Il Buco that day as well? Yeah. In fact, yeah. So and that was that actually, was the that one was... I slept at. I'm really sorry, right. but I did sleep through that. I'm, I I just couldn't get my head around it. But that was yeah. the day that we saw the the cookbook one as well. Yeah, the Sarah Mulder. Sarah, Sarah Mulder f- fiction and what's great start like a film from the seventies, like yeah. a TV movie from the seventies. Great start to the day, followed by El Buco from Marina's Nap, <laughs> and then Cop Secret and Aha the movie. That was a great festival day. It was. It so, was. So it was overall. I'd say it was to me. It was as good as any other. It was a great festival mm. in many ways. I think one thing I have to credit them for because I didn't think of it until at the closing film, which was very good as well, when they were talking about that. The, um, head of Virgin Media was talking about it. they put it all together in a month like I mean at the time they had oh, everything they scheduled they didn't really know no, yeah exactly when you think of, of it because bear in mind the season tickets sold out mm. because they could only have a certain amount of people in and therefore that's why there were the guests there were some guests but not as much as before but when you consider it like they didn't know whether it was going to be online or in cinemas mm. it was as good as the previous festivals in that score yeah, I would say, and it was a lot of really good. And I do think, just to get back to Cop Secret again, Cop Secret we saw on screen too, Deer Skin we saw on screen too. Yeah. So I think for now on, for future festivals, the screen two film we have to find a screen, a two, screen two, film two film every year yeah. that's going to be because I do think they were of the same ilk to an yeah. extent. But as right. I said earlier, in the middle of the festival when we had a break, and I would have gone back again during the island to see it <laughs> for another break, we saw Belfast. Yeah. Which was a joy. Yeah. Um, I've this film I've been wanting to see since like it's been out a while now, mm. and it was ironic that the day before the festival we saw Murder or Death, Death on, on the Nile, Nile, which is Branagh's other film, and just contrast between the two. These are the two films he's made this year, and one is doing the business Hollywood Typical, job, yeah. Whereas the other one is clearly highly personal, mm. and. Now, again, it's from before my time to an extent because it's set in the it's set in 1969. So about Branagh's childhood as nine year old in 1969. But you lived through some. Well, I mean, it was well, true. You, oh, you I lived through what came after. Yeah, yeah but I mean, 69 was when the troubles really got started. So he mm-hmm. got out just before they got too bad. But it was yeah. still like there was a lot of the horror that was going on in the North throughout the troubles was there. But was any of that new to you? Well, ish, because, you know, as as some of our listeners would know I'm not Irish so um all of them might work today excuse me <laughs> a lot of people because they're so elegant and no, then I'm insulting my country <laughs> I'm very careful well to be nothing. fair to be fair my coach in uh, my new team now my, my new football team when I they said to me oh we need your documents just to register with the club and I sent them my passport and they're like no this isn't your passport I'm like yes I'm Brazilian they're like no you're not Brazilian I'm like Yep. I have this conversation with basically every Irish person, <laughs> which I'm flattered to a certain extent. But then again, it's like, what makes you think I'm not? 
Um, anyway, I'm flattered because they all think my accent is pretty Irish, so I can pass. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's. But they, that's what they said. I'm not, I'm not claiming it myself. Okay. No. But <laughs> Belfast. I'm, I'm a cheap. I'm a cheap Irish person. A cheap. Yeah, like a cheap knockoff version. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You're a plastic paddy. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it, in a way, it is kind of... You see, I knew about it in an overall. To be, to be fair, I should look into it more and study it a bit more and inform myself a bit more. I know of it and I know what went through it because in a way, there's still a bit of it today, but very much less... But oh, yeah. it's still an ongoing discussion, basically. Even when you go to Northern Ireland, you can... It's a very clear separation of... Cultures. Cultures, yeah. So I know of it. I knew what was going on. When watching the film, I knew, obviously, what was going on. Um, but it's certainly a different way to look at it through Brandon's eyes, anyway. Mm-hmm. Especially as a child. So, yeah. Well, like, I mean, what I find particularly interesting in it is... Like it starts at the main battle in it um, is that he's a Protestant living in a Protestant housing estate, but there are Catholics there as well. Mm. And they all get on perfectly fine. They're all working class people living happily together. But there are militant, um, militant loyalists who want the Catholics out yeah. in exactly the same way that in Republican areas, there were loyalists, the Protestants living there and there were militant Republicans watching them out. And this yeah. is what started it all. And that is what is to a certain extent going on today they're they're separated but it's just but but the thing is correct me if i'm wrong it's just it just so happens that these people have these religions isn't it it just so happens that the protestants that uh, for example that the the people who are um protestants are loyalists basically it just and then the, the irish catholics are the ones that are nationalists nationalists it is but i mean it's you're talking about 600 years of history and tradition yeah no no I'm saying at the time it just so happened that that was the separation but it's realistically it is more political than it is religious isn't it oh yeah yeah yeah. it just yeah because I mean like a lot of they might be of either religion but they probably don't follow yeah yeah exactly but they're coming it's the culture they're coming from a loyalist culture or like they but that's what I'm saying there will be nationalists and loyalists not necessarily Catholics and Protestants nationalists and loyalists who will be perfectly friendly and easy going with each other but have completely opposite views yeah. with regard to their country. But they were coexisting but it, because it wasn't their priority. Yeah. Their priority was day-to-day life, get, making a living. And then suddenly with the troubles, it all just spiraled out. That's the only concern. And that's how you differentiate between them. Now, there was still, this has been, this has been going on long before 1969. It was mm-hmm. going on in the early 1900s. Um, and they were joking about that, like, how can you tell a Catholic from a Protestant? And she's yeah. going on about, well, you can tell by their names. And if he's yeah. called Thomas, yeah. he's one of us. <laughs> and this sort of thing, I was going, oh, my son's called Thomas. <laughs> I never realised we'd done that. So it was all, but it was all laughed at for that. But that's what I loved about it in that it didn't, like, a lot of reviews say, no, it's a real sentimental, sweet, saccharine film. I said, no, it's not at all. It really presents the horror of mm. hatred like that because you really get angry. Yeah. Like when the riots are going on, you are furious with these people on all sides. Well, especially when uh, Colin Morgan's um, character, the one that was saying to Jamie Dornan's character, who anywhere I look in reviews is constantly referred to Pa. And actually, he's not given a name. It is just Pa, I think. Oh, yeah. They're just Pa and Ma. Um, And he was just saying, you have to pick a side. And if you don't pick our side, if you don't pick any side, you're against us. Yeah. 
kind of thing. So, you know, you can't be neutral because that's basically taking a side. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it is angering. It is. Kind oh, it's. Of, a, I mean, that, and that happens in every culture. Yeah. Like, I mean, right down to Vietnam. That's what the Vietnam War was all about. Mm. Like, basically, you were either with one side or the other. And there was no such thing as you just want to lead a peaceful life. So, yeah, that's and that is enraging. Mm. Whereas at the same time, you're just seeing the funny stories that are going on in ordinary life, like his grandfather and grandmother giving him advice on a girl he fancies in his class. Who is a Catholic. Who is a Catholic <laughs> yeah. <then> afterwards <laughs> and so on. Uh, so. Which I love, actually, just to mention the little line at the end where he asks, because her name is Catherine, and he asks his dad, he says, um, Pa, do you think me and the wee girl have a future? <laughs> <laughs> She'll point out he's only 10. He's like, yeah. <laughs> the wee girl have a future. <laughs> and he's asking that because of him being Protestant and her being Catholic, oh, yeah. which I find is very cute. But was it also they were, well, I don't want to give away the ending, but yeah, there was a, there was a certain hap- change in their lives that were happening at the time as well. Yeah. But also the whole thing of the grandfather. Well, no, you can say it because it's all over Wikipedia because it's about Branagh's. Oh, story yeah, yeah him leaving the country yeah That's so, when they're, he left. so they're leaving yeah. to go to England, to England and it's yeah. saying like but it's everything that led to that it's, yeah. it's all, all the, the things that took them to make that decision basically um but it's all very funny and it's in in that sense that he um that child Jude Hill I think his name is. I don't know I know the character was called uh, Bud um yeah Buddy Right. And he is a brilliant little actor. Oh, he's very good. He's getting awards, which is great. great. I, I'm yeah. very happy for him. But he is just hilarious. His, and he plays. His timing part. is yeah. spot on. Yeah. It's biological. <laughs> <laughs> when you see the film and hear that line, you will explode laughing. Yeah. It's so well Especially done. The whole scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you live in Ireland for a while, or if you know Irish people anyway, you I could, I could see a lot of things that are still like. The way of being mm-hmm. Irish is just, I could, uh, even the granny and granddad, the things that yeah. they said, I'm like, oh, that's very Irish. <laughs> that's very Irish. <laughs> just recognize it as very Irish. And it's an Irish from 60 years ago, nearly. Yeah. 50 yeah. years ago. Like, bef- as I said, before even my time. Like, these are, these would be my great grandparents, mm. not my grandparents. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. And very he kept, Grana kept it very Irish as well with the cast and everything. The mm-hmm. majority of them are Northern Irish slash Irish. Like, um, yeah, the majority are Irish. Yeah, the only um, one I think of who isn't is, is Judy, Judy Dench, Dench, who yeah. is very convincing mm. as an Northern Irish grandmother. She was brilliant as oh, well. She yeah. was, and even that, like you were pointing out, that last shot of her, the last the shot we see of her. cinematography is just... But I mean, when you see her face, like it's, yeah. it's so lined, mm. like so many creases and wrinkles. And it's just in that line is a life. Yeah. You can see a life lived. Yeah. But it's beautifully shot in black and white. The black and white is stunning. Yeah. No, it really is beautiful. And it's the same cinematographer as Death on the Nile. Yeah. Which, which was I, very good too. Which was, yeah, which is beautiful. Yeah. And it, but you see the contrast. Yeah. Because Death on the Nile is so colourful. And epic. And yeah, exactly. And bright. And like all the reds and everything. And then this is just black and white. But like... And small. Yeah. This, yeah, that's what's from it. Because Death on the Nile, it's world. Like it's international. Mm. It's massive sunsets. And pyramids, ships on the sea, and so on. Whereas this small little fields that yeah. the world, and there's so little detail in it, but the detail is striking. It's yeah. just, it was superbly done. And I mean, yeah. that's something. It's a brilliant contrast of the two films because that and I was a great film too. Yeah, well, it was. Yeah, that yeah. Too. But it was more entertaining. And like you said, I think Brando was more concentrated on Belfast being. Oh, well, this is yeah. his personal pet yeah. project. Yeah. Well, of course, it's about his life, so you'd want it yeah. to be. 
um, perfect but it was really and it, I'd actually watch it again I'd go to the cinema and watch it again because it's in a way it's, it's also a feel goodish film because mm-hmm. of how sweet the child is yeah um, obviously it's about the trouble so it's not nice in that sense but it's still but it is you see this it's is still like a childhoodish yeah it's nostalgic even though you didn't go through like I didn't go through that it still feels very nostalgic oh yeah but I mean that's what's great about it is that it's almost as if he's not letting the troubles get in the way yeah like these horrible things are happening and he shows them quite clearly like riots in the street and so on and yet there's humanity in there as well like mm. it's, it's coming of age and what struck me about I've said it to you after that it reminded me so much of Hope and Glory, which is a film from John Borman about his childhood in 1940s London in the mm. Blitz. And that's what's striking in that that film is from about 40 years ago now. And that's um, at that time, the Second World War was 40 years old or mm. something. So that was ancient history. To me, whereas this is, as I said, I was alive while all this was going yeah. on. And this, this is what's coming. And also the character in Hope and Glory is called Bud, Buddy as well. The boy is called yeah, Buddy. Yeah. And do you remember Long Day Closes? That's what I was going to say, Terence Davis. Yeah, no, yeah Terence yeah. Davis. Um, the character there is called Buddy as well. Yeah, I th- it's probably just... It's a coincidence, yeah. I would say. But it could be that they're just... They're, maybe one of them is paying homage to another. I don't know. It could, Yeah, it could be in that sense. But it could also be just a good name. <laughs> uh, no, as in like a, a, a neutralish name. Right. And a memorable name for a, a character. I don't know. Whatever, I don't even know what I'm saying. But I was going to mention that, that those kind of films are great because it feels very nostalgic because they're children. Yeah. And it's like children going through a time of a lot of crap going around mm-hmm. that they have no real clue and they manage to keep it very sweet and, and still, you know, childful. That's not a word. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like still... Childlike. Very, yeah, childlike. And like, because it, they have absolutely no idea what's going on and they have, they, there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. So they're still living their lives. It's almost like, oh yeah, the adults will sort it out and they just keep going and living their lives and I think that's very sweet and the yeah. way they show it, especially Terrence Davis films, Brilliant Long Day Closes. So I feel... And it, also black and white. Um, no, ter- Long Day Closes in colour. Or it was. I've seen it several times. It was in colour. Like like Are you sure? Even the scene in the church? Yeah. I have the impression that that was black and white. No, it's in colour. Then what film... Did he do Kind Hearts and Coronets? No, Kind Hearts and Coronets is from the 50s. Or from the 40s. was made in the 40s. He refers to Kind Hearts and Coronets in, in the Long Day Closes. Right, I got that all wrong then. Well, yeah, but because okay. well, Kind Hearts and is black, black and white, and yeah. you see, because we saw them one after another, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it evokes like Long Day Close evokes it a lot. Again, then. Yeah, but I do, I do remember bits of it. Yeah, no, I must see it again then. For some reason, I had it in my head that he that it was black and white. Anyway. Well, because it's it's a time of black and white. If you like, it's set in the forties. But that's why I mean, you have to see more um, Hope and Glory though as well, mm. because Hope and Glory it's very close to Belfast in that. This is Belfast is about this 10 year old boy and his him trying to have a normal life while surrounded by the troubles. Mm. And Hope and Glory is a 10 year old boy trying to have a normal life while surrounded by the Second World War. Yeah. And the Blitz and the whole thing going on. Like there's one scene in, in Hope and Glory where they're watching a war film in the cinema and there's planes flying around shooting each other. And then this big announcement comes out that they have to close down the cinema because there's an air raid and they almost leave. And he's, oh, I want to see the film. And his sister says, but it's a real thing outside. And he says, it's not the same. 
I much prefer watch the black and white film on the cinema of Play Friday rather than the actual. And it's not even that he's scared. He just it's not as good. It, yeah. Entertaining. It's not as interesting. Yeah. So right. all in all, um, are we giving marks out of ten and out of five? Um, yeah. We haven't done that. I think so. We didn't do that the last time, did we? No. But anyway, Over, so I think we did. No. We, we, My we memory did, is just very bad. Oh my god, it's infectious for me. Yes. You've ADD and I've got Alzheimer's. Yeah. So. <laughs> the terrible A's. <laughs> <laughs> that can be the name of our podcast from now on. Yeah, it's a crazy conversation. Neither of us are actually making sense. <laughs> and we forget to record it. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter because no one listens. But they do. We have 15,000 people so far. Or 15,000 hits on our episodes. Yeah, very good. <laughs> so catching up with Johnny Rogan. Don't, Joe Rogan. Why do you need to mention his name? Well, we're not on Spotify. We've had our, our Well, we removed. want to eventually we've, be. No, we've removed all our episodes from Spotify in tandem with Neil Young. Okay. <laughs> so I don't think we ever had them up in the first place. No, not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we're still standing by our principles. Yeah, okay. Okay, so I am going to give Belfast um, four stars out of five. Yeah, I give it an eight out of ten. Eight and a half out of ten because it was really good and I did want to watch it again. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so thank you for joining us again on our latest random episode of Spoilerama. Mm. God knows what we'll be talking about next. Probably, Probably Cop o- Secret all over again. No, or the, or the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're coming up soon. And Belfast is up for loads of them. Yes. Um, so I'm going to try and fit in as many films as possible. So of, the, I, of, the of the Oscars, yeah, so that I know what I'm talking about. Because uh, I do want I do want to have some sort of... Because the great thing is, I'm going to be watching the Oscars in Brazil. Oh, will you be in Brazil when they're on? Yeah. Right. So I am actually... And Brazil shows the Oscars. Okay. When they're happening. So, right. And the great thing is, it's only a few hours difference as in, in time. time. So it won't be So I, it won't be early. late, no. Yeah. Uh, just before my procedure, which is great. Um... So I can be jumping up and down when Belfast wins something. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be strapped this to a bed. Is, this, is all, <laughs> this is all people are going to be asking. For. She's procedure? What's happening? <laughs> Maureen is coming back as Martin. No. <laughs> Why would you even use that name? I know. because. <laughs> oh, oh, Michael. <laughs> it wasn't thinking. If Michael. I was going to come back as a man, I'd use the name. No, I'm <laughs> uh, no, Peter probably. <laughs> As in Peter Parker. Um, yeah. <laughs> or Taron. <laughs> I was thinking Taron from the start. <laughs> oh, our listeners. I think he's in hospital. Is he? There was something recently. He was he had some condition or something <laughs> it's happened. It's gonna be to me him. and him. And Changing the same time. He's gonna become marine. He'll, he'll be he'll down. be all over Facebook. <laughs> He's done what? <laughs> okay, we're going off into our own yeah. private world, as we always do yeah. at this stage of the podcast. Right. Okay, so thank you for joining us. Um, I've been Mick Jordan, and I've been Marina Gorski. <laughs>